Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast. Hi, my name is Bob Heilig, Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for home business entrepreneurs that want to stop living small and start earning big and make this their breakthrough year. Join me each week to follow my journey as a full-time entrepreneur and network marketing professional into the worlds of personal branding and online marketing and learn how you can increase your income without sacrificing your lifestyle. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I'm glad you're here. It's time for you to start creating a life that you deserve. So let's begin. You used to call me on my cell phone. (laughs) What's up, guys? God, I cannot get that stupid song out of my head. Don't you hate when that happens? Anyway, hey, guys, welcome. Welcome. Episode nine of the Your Virtual Upline podcast. This is Bob Heilig, Your Virtual Upline. Welcome, guys. And you know, it's funny. I really can't stand when that happens when you hear a song And it just literally gets stuck in your head over and over and over again. And if you haven't heard that song before, do yourself a favor and don't listen to it because uh, as stupid as it is, it is catchy. And you know what's funny? I was having this conversation with Shannon, my fiance, the other day. It really is interesting because, like, people do not talk on the phones anymore. Like, it's pretty pathetic when you think about it. I remember months after Shannon and I first met, I remember her bringing it up one day and she said, yeah, I don't know if you remember, but it was literally like the second day that we had connected and we had only text back and forth. And after a while, like, you know, I think this is where I kind of can tell that we're from like kind of different generations. And, you know, I'm just a little older, let's just say, than she is. And this is how I could tell we were from different kind of generations because I remember her like I just started getting annoyed because we're just texting back and forth. And I I remember I'm just going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call her because that's what normal people do. They talk. And, you know, she didn't say this at the time, but like after the fact, I remember her saying, like, I got freaked out because I saw that you were calling me and uh, I didn't know what to do. And I just remember laughing because I'm like. But it's true. I mean, that's the world we live in today. And I I fall victim of it. I mean, I even find myself sometimes like getting annoyed, like when I look at my phone and like one of my friends is calling me and and I catch myself actually saying, like, why is this person calling me? Why don't they just text me? But anyway, so that's my little rant for today. So, guys, I'm excited. And uh, we are on episode nine and we're moving right along I just want to start off by thanking all of you that have been giving me such great support here and those of you that have taken time to leave a rating and review for the show, greatly, greatly appreciated. And I'm excited about the topic today because we are going to talk about getting new people started the right way in your business. So when you bring a new representative into your team, we're going to talk about how to launch that person the correct way. And I'll just say this. This is one of the skills that I think a lot of people are really lacking in this area. You know, it's here's what I see happening a lot. And I've I've fallen victim of this so many times. You know, we spend so much time focusing on how to recruit and how to prospect. And we put all this time and effort into finding people to work with. And then what I see happen so many times, and I have fallen victim of this myself, 
is once we actually sign that new person up, it's almost like we feel like our job is over. And we put all that time in up front to get them into the business, and then we completely abandon them. We don't get them started the right way. We don't set them up for success. And you know, at the end of the day, it's not really our job to make other people successful. But one of the things that I have learned in you know being around this industry and watching what the top professionals and the top money earners do, see, they do something very different is that when they bring a new rep into their team, when they personally sponsor somebody, they treat that person in a much different way. They understand that they do have a responsibility to set that person up for success and that there are certain things that you can do and that you have power over that can greatly influence the chances of that new person being successful. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about something that I like to refer to as the game plan interview. Now, you may have a different name for this. I've heard it called many different things. I've heard it called the business strategy session or you know your game plan meeting, your launch meeting. Call it what you want. The principle is still the same. It's a dedicated hour or so that you are scheduling with that new person that you just brought into your business to you know, basically think of it, it's like their orientation to your company. It's like their onboarding process. You know, think of like a, a new, like when you start a new job, the first thing that they do is they have an orientation for you where they take you through this set, you know, steps where they're introducing you to the company and the people. But it's what it's designed to do is it's designed to alleviate your stress and anxiety of starting a new job. So think of the game plan interview as the same thing. It's your new representative's orientation to your business where you're trying to relieve their anxiety, you know, understand that most people when they get started in a business like this, their excitement level is very high, but so is their anxiety and stress because they don't know what to do. They're not sure whether they have what it takes to do this. So as a sponsor and as somebody that, you know, is going to take them by the hand and just walk them through this defined process, you're going to make them feel much more confident. And and the game plan interview what it's really designed to do is give them kind of their first 30-day game plan of exactly the goals that they have, what they need to do to achieve those goals, and to set them off on the right course. So let's talk about the game plan interview. Now, in my mind, there really are five kind of fundamental components that you want to make sure are a part of this game plan interview. And in, we're going to go through them in order. Now, I'm going to go through them quickly, and then I'm going to take time to talk about each one. So within this game plan interview that you have with your new person, now keep in mind, let me just backtrack one second. You should be scheduling this meeting within 72 hours of your new person getting started. If you're letting more than 72 hours go by before you scheduling this with them, then you are severely diminishing the chances that they actually stick around. Because it's like every day that goes by when you don't give them the direction they need, their excitement wanes and the chance of them sticking around is going to continue to go down. Now, I always like to try to make sure that the meeting is happening face-to-face. If I can physically be with you for this hour, I know that I'm going to be so much more effective at creating the results that I want. Now, if you can't get face-to-face with somebody, I think the second preferable way – 
would be some sort of a video conference call, whether it's Skype or FaceTime, where you still can see that person to help build that rapport. And then last but not least, if it has to be over the phone, that's fine. But you need to have a sense of urgency that when your person signs up, it needs to be scheduled as soon as possible. So let's talk about the components. So you've got five parts of an effective game plan interview. Number one is you want to validate that new person's decision to join. Number two, you want to set expectations. The third thing you want to do is have some sort of a getting started checklist. Number four is you need to have a fast start game plan. Now, all this is is you giving them a couple of simple things to do in their first couple of weeks to help generate a check for them. And then the fifth thing is you want to be giving this new person specific assignments. All right, so those are the five things. Now, let's talk about each one in detail. The first thing you want to do when you sit down with this new person is validate their decision to get started. Now, this conversation should be no longer than just a couple of minutes, two to three minutes tops. Now, there's a couple of things that I always try to touch on when I'm first sitting down with somebody and I'm validating their decision. I want to say, let's say John is my new rep. I want to say, hey, John, listen, the first thing I want to do is I want to congratulate you on making a decision to get started. And just by doing that, a lot of times what you'll do is that will be very helpful because you have to understand a lot of times people get like buyer's remorse. They sign into the business, they pay money up front, they get their big starter kit, and then they start having that buyer's remorse and questioning, man, is this the right thing to do? So by you sitting down and starting out and saying, John, I want to congratulate you on making this decision, that goes a long way. The second thing I always want to share with them is I want to say, John, I am proud of you for taking charge of your life. Once again, validating that decision. And I want to let you know, John, that from now on, things are going to be different for you. So do you hear how that conversation comes across? Validate their decision, make them feel good in the very beginning, and get them inspired and a little enthusiastic about starting this process. Once again, that should take a couple of minutes. Now, the next thing you want to do is you want to move right into setting their expectations. Now, this is an area where a lot of people drop the ball. See, so many times, and I've done this in my group, in my own team, what I find is that people come into a business like this with mismanaged expectations. They're not taking responsibility for their own success. They don't really understand what it's gonna take to be successful. The person that brought them in didn't prepare them for all of the bad things that were gonna happen. And what what happens a lot of times is you wind up creating these dependent representatives, all right? So let's talk about the different parts of setting an expectation and what that sounds like. So the first thing that I want to let John know when it comes to setting the proper expectation is this. John, I just want to let you know, first and foremost, that success or failure in this business is up to you. Now, that's an important thing to say because at the end of the day, I want John to know from day one that it is not my job to make him successful. It is his job to make him successful. I am just here to facilitate that process and guide him along the way. Now, that's a really important expectation to set. The second thing that I'm going to tell John is that my job is to help you become 
independent of me as soon as possible. Now, this is a big one because here's what happens so many times. We create these dependent representatives because we do everything for them. We're not putting them in a position of growth and leadership where we're asking them to do things. You know, it drives me crazy when I talk to a distributor that's a, you know, a quote unquote leader in their business that doesn't know how to do something as simple as check their back office report or their commission statement or where to access training. And the reason why they don't know how to do that is because the person that brought them into the business didn't understand this part. And instead of saying, hey, let me show you how to do it, they just did it for them. See, they actually uh, disempowered that person instead of empowering them and, and helping them to grow. So by telling John that, listen, my job is to get you to not need me as soon as possible. Now, I'm also going to say, look, it's not that I'm going to abandon you, but I want you to understand that your goal is to become independent. That's a very important expectation to set. Here's the third one. I'm going to let John know that there's going to be ups and downs. And I want to ask him, when John, when you're in one of those down times, when you're having that adversity, how do you want me to handle that? Now, I really important, I want to ask him that. And I want to say, John, here's how I'm going to know that it's a downtime for you. Because you're not going to be calling me anymore. You're not going to be showing up at the meetings, right? You're not going to be excited when I do get on the phone with you. So, John, when you're in that time, how do you want me to handle it? Now, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for John to give me permission to give him a little kick in the butt when he needs it, to hold him accountable, so by John saying, well, look, I want you to hold me accountable, that's a very important conversation because at some point down the road, when I know that's going to happen, I can have a different kind of conversation. So if John doesn't show up to the meeting and, or the training and I say, hey, John, you know, why weren't you there? And he gives me some kind of an excuse and I say, John, listen, remember when we had that talk when you first got started and you told me to hold you accountable and you told me to give you a little kick in the butt when you need it? Well, listen, man. I made a commitment to do that, so here I am. I'm doing it. And you'll have a different kind of a conversation if you've set that expectation up front. Now, this little conversation, which should take no more than five minutes, this whole expectation piece is going to be one of the most important conversations that you ever have with your new person. Okay, so those are the first two. Validate their decision. Set their expectations. At this point, you should be no more than five to seven minutes into the entire meeting, okay? So let's talk about the third. Having some sort of a getting started checklist. Now, most companies and most organizations have their own getting started packet, their getting started checklist. Find out if you don't, have, if you don't know what to use, ask your upline or ask somebody in your team, hey, what do we use to get a new person started? Do we have a getting started packet or checklist? And I'm going to recommend that whatever your team or your company has to use it because you don't, and you know, you want to avoid a scenario where you try to create your own stuff that's not in line with what's being taught. So just follow, so just follow whatever is laid out in your particular packet. Now, here are a couple of things, though, that you really want to make sure are emphasized in this document. The first thing is you really want to make sure that there's an emphasis on helping someone determine 
what their reason why is. So what is their reason why? Why are they doing a business? What is their motivation? This is something that I don't see a lot of people spending time to do with their new person, and they're really missing a major piece here, guys, because most people, see, they come into a business like this, and they don't even really know what they want. You know, you ask them, hey, why are you doing this? They say to make money. Well, that's not enough. You gotta dig a little deeper. You've gotta be able to ask people a couple of questions. What's the money gonna do for you? Find out something that's really gonna motivate them that they can get emotional about that, that really could make an impact in their life because if you can find out your new person's why, if you take the time to show them that you care and you take a note of that and you remember it, it's going to give you tremendous leverage. So going back to that conversation I had with John, when I call him up because he didn't come to the meeting and say, hey, remember you gave me permission to kick you in the butt, I'm going to also reference his why. Hey, John, is it not important anymore for you to you know, get your wife home and, and stay home with the kids? Remember when you told me you wanted to help your parents? Is that not important to you anymore, John? Right? So I'm getting leverage on him and I'm reminding John why he's doing this. And I'm also showing John that I'm not in it for the money, right? I don't have commission breath. I'm not just in here to get a paycheck. I'm here because I really want to be able to help him. So find out what their why is. And here's the other thing that you have to do in this getting started checklist, whatever the document. You have to teach your new person how to properly invite somebody to take a look at your opportunity. The invitation is the gateway skill. So you should have a specific way to invite. You should be practicing and role-playing with your new person. And here's the ideal scenario. Here's the extra step that I see the top earners make. They will physically even make calls with their new people. As uncomfortable as it is sometimes for them and you, after they practice that invitation, while they're there with them, they're going to have them make a couple of calls because they know it's in those first couple of calls, success or failure, that could be the difference between whether they stick around or not. So that's the next thing is the getting started checklist. Let's talk about the fourth one. So the fourth one is what we call a fast start game plan. Now, what this is, is it's a simple series of steps of what that new person needs to do to generate some sort of a result. Now, a result is ideally getting a check, getting paid. That's the reason why we're doing it. A result could also be help them get their first customer, help them recruit their first representative. See, it is so critical for you to help that new person achieve a result. And I always try to say, look, you've got seven to 10 days from the point that your per new person gets started to show them a result or else the chances of them sticking around are going to go down dramatically. Because think about it, guys. How long would you work a job without seeing a result? How long would you continue to come to work every day if you weren't seeing anything? So here's where as a sponsor, as a really good leader, if you're not afraid to roll your sleeves up and really do the extra work and really focus on helping that person get that small win, I'm telling you, Getting a customer, recruiting just one person, getting a $30 or a $40 check, you cannot underestimate the power that that has for a new person's belief and excitement, right? So that fast start game plan, really, really, really important. Now, another thing that you really want to try to accomplish with this fast start game plan is also 
maybe having them attend that next event, getting them out to a physical meeting. You know, that is also something that you might want to lay out in this particular area. Now, let's talk about the last piece of this. Giving your new person specific assignments. See, here's what I've come to realize. When we talk about the exposure process, that does not stop when you sign someone up. See, even when you have a new rep, you still need to think of them as a prospect. See, they might be in the business, but the business is not in them yet. And that only comes from this continued exposure process. Now, what does that mean? Well, maybe a specific assignment might be, listen, attend the weekly meeting, come to the Saturday training or the monthly training. You're giving them an assignment. Maybe it's get on the Sunday night training call or the live webinar. You're giving them a specific assignment that they are supposed to do. You know, it could be um, you know, having them continue to work on their reason why or, you know, within, you know, making a contact list is a really important part. You know, we haven't talked about this, but, you know, making a contact list is a critical part of getting a new person started. So maybe your assignment to them is, look, I want you to have a list of 100 people in the next 48 to 72 hours, but you give them that assignment and then here's what you do. You hold them accountable See, here's what I found. People respond very well to assignments. See, they want them. They're waiting for them. I remember when I first started to get into a leadership position in network marketing, I used to have this mental block about telling people what to do. I used to have this because I, you know, I'm the type of person where I just, I don't like authority. I don't like people telling me what to do. So I thought that by me giving my people assignments and telling them what to do, that they were going to resent me for it. But here's what I didn't realize. That's what they wanted from me. They were looking for me to give them direction. And I was missing a big piece of growing an organization because I wasn't giving it to them. See, what we need to understand is this. We've been told what to do our entire life. When we were little, our parents told us what to do. We went to school and our teachers and our professors told us what to do. We got a job and our boss told us what to do. We thrive in environments where we have personal trainers that can tell us what to do, financial planners. Guys, people want to be told what to do. And then they get into your business, you forget this, you give them no direction, and you wonder why most people fail because they don't know how to operate in an independent entrepreneurial environment. We have to give them the direction. So that's why these assignments are important. But here's the other reason. See, if I tell you I want you to do a list of 100 people in 72 hours and I call you in 72 hours and you don't have that list, this is a really critical moment for me because it means one of two things. It means, number one, you're telling me you're excited, but you're really not because your actions are showing me differently. And if that's the case, then I need to know that because I don't want to continue to waste my time with you if you're not serious. And I will actually have that conversation with you. See, I tell people sometimes the things that I say, and they're like, man, I couldn't say that. I go, yeah, that's the reason why you're not successful, because you're not willing to hold somebody accountable and say, hey, John, why did you not put this list together? You told me you were going to do it. You told me you want to help your parents. You said to have, you know, help me give you a kick in the butt when you don't do things. Do you see the, the disconnect here, John? Because you're telling me you're serious, but I'm not seeing that. And I've had conversations like that with people. 
that that was what made them snap into, okay, I need to really take this serious because I see how serious this guy is. And I've had people come back to me and say, look, that conversation you had with me made a big difference. Thank you for caring enough about me to actually hold me to my word. Because you know what? Most people don't have that in their life. So that's why assignments are so important because it allows you to really see into somebody's brain and not just have them tell you what they feel, they can show you by taking action. So those are the five components, guys, okay? Validate their decision to get joined or validate their decision to join, set their expectations, getting started checklist, fast start game plan, and give them specific assignments. This entire meeting should take no longer than an hour, maybe a little over an hour. Guys, if you're going like two hours, an hour and a half, it's too long. It's just too much. You want to focus on keeping it simple. You want to focus on trying to create a result. If you can walk away from a game plan meeting or a game plan interview, having created a result for somebody, and that starts to duplicate in your organization, you will not believe the results that you will begin to see. So that's the message for today, getting a new person started right. And listen, here's my message to you. Some of you are going to listen to this and you're going to be beating yourself up because you're going to be like, man, I haven't done this with anybody on my team. Well, I got good news for you. You can restart anybody on your team anytime you want. You could call somebody today and say, you know what? I owe you an apology because I don't think I ever set you up for success. Here's what we need to do. Let's get together tomorrow. I'd like to walk you through a process of helping you restart your business so that we can create the success that I know you want. And guys, you could restart anybody on your team. It doesn't matter how long they've been in business. That's your job as a leader to influence people, to do things, to chase your business, to create results. So that's the message for today, guys. I hope you saw some value. Uh, just a reminder, if you've been enjoying the podcast, just take a minute, go to iTunes, leave me a rating and review. Would be really, really appreciated. And if we haven't connected yet on uh, my Facebook page is your virtual upline. Make sure you like that and then check me out on my website. That's bobheilig.com. Got a lot of great giveaways on there and I'm gonna be putting out a lot of free training. I'm really gonna be stepping that part up with a lot of video training. And then obviously, if you're subscribed here to my podcast, you'll get all the new episodes when they come out as well. So thank you, everybody. Love you guys. Appreciate you so much. So as your virtual upline, Bob Heilig, signing out. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.